Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. All right. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Coming to you from North Carolina on August the 10th. And I'm recording this earlier uh, just because I feel like these, with what's been happening this week, what's happening in the earth with this administration is giving me a better response um, to be able to reflect and spend some time with the Lord before getting in and diving into the news. And it's been less stressful for me. So let me know how this goes. So I, this is why I'm a little late on some of these news issues. And, and I thought about re-recording yesterday with the news breaking that um, the FBI invaded, raided more so, uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in West Palm Beach. But I felt like yesterday morning's topic was really crucial um, as far as our journey on preparing ourselves for victory. And I think today even lines out with that. And there are some things that through the breaking of that news that I think we can, okay, we, we've seen what's happened, but I think with what the Lord is, is walking us along here who are part of this ministry through, um, and hopefully as we intercede for not only the office of the president, but more so for the body of Christ to awaken and be aware of what's going on in this hour, uh, will help us continue to build this foundation uh, in for the coming days. And today I want to continue along our journey, preparing ourselves for the coming victory, right? for a coming victory, is asking the question of what is God's plan for our future? It seems redundant, but in the reality of, okay, as far as not only our individual lives, but what about the office of the president? What does that look like? Uh, and I think that's a question that is being asked in pretty much every sphere out there is who's going to run for president? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And I'm not here to say I have the answer. I'm here to say is, is what is God's plan? What, what should the next president, what should the current president be doing? Um, and praying into that and seeking that. And, and it comes from going through uh, First Chronicles uh, one, uh, First Chronicles twenty-eight and twenty-nine, in the story of David addresses addressing Israel about the temple, about how he wanted to build it, but then the Lord kind of reproving him and saying, "No, because of the bloodshed on your hands, it needs to be someone else." And then him putting um, the Lord telling David, "Hey, you need to put um, Solomon in place. He will be the one to establish." Uh, the the plans that I will give you to build the temple. And, and through that, um, building upon you, we ask ourselves, what are the plans for the future? And, and continuing to ask the Lord even further of what, ask for him to reveal what his plans for the future are, number one, but then ultimately praise him for where he's brought us in the past to get us as far as we have come. Um, because we have 
sins of our past, not only as a nation, but individually. And number one, we need to repent of those, um, as scripture tells us, but uh, as been the prophetic for about the past two years of dealing with the issues of the heart within the church and turning back towards the heart of the Father. And in this month of turning towards revival and stoking the fires of revival that are within inside of us is is as we we stoke these fires for revival, ultimately remind ourselves is they're for souls. Is this not just to have a you know, the most prosperous and lush society out there, free of uh, tyranny and whatever. That would be nice. But even Jesus, and during Jesus' time, the Roman Empire had its tyrannical overreach. And yet we're seeing that here today. And even in these times, the founding of our nation, um, at the potential loss of life, the founding fathers took the risk stood on biblical principles and determined that we're going to stand and try to establish a nation built upon biblical principles. And so that kind of rounds us into this, okay, this is where we've come from. God, now what's our plan for the future? And this just, I just want to stoke this fire a little bit as we're in this preparing for this month of revival and, and listening to messages from our, our leaders and other leaders around the country in preparing our hearts for this and crying out for souls because we we need to remind ourselves sometimes of this of okay what is our original intent and dutch does a great job with that obviously you guys know that who listen there um, and on clay's calls it's what he's going for but we just want to remind ourselves with this news breaking of the uh, fbi invading mar-a-lago of what is what could this potentially lead to and asking ourselves what's what is the plan the Lord has for this? Now, kind of just a a overview. Okay, we obviously understand in the news this story, and, and this will be kind of my main perspective today. And I want to kind of look at this from different angles. So first we know, okay, the FBI raided uh, Mar-Lago on the basis that supposedly he had documents that are confidential, classified, however you want to, even though Trump lawyers have before, when they've tried to gone after this, have said, look, these are not classified documents. He unclassified them. Um, there's really nothing here. Now, a judge who has ties to Jeffrey Epstein, a clear red flag there, uh, gave this kind of hands-free uh, determination to the FBI uh, via the search warrant to be able to go in and search wherever they deem fit to to go towards. And there's quite a few responses from both the right and the left that are pretty surprising. CNN's uh, legal analyst uh, the other this morning, uh, Tuesday morning, came out and was like, "Look, the FBI better like have every I dotted and T crossed because this is a problem. If there is no." If, if things weren't followed properly and if there is no evidence that they say that is there, like if it's a nothing burger, then uh, this is, looks really bad. And and yes, it is really bad. I'm not here to dispute that. It is absolutely um, purely politically motivated, it looks like, and there's no way getting around it. And even former Democrat um, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said, uh, yeah, they need to immediately explain its reasoning uh, or face public negative public persecution uh, and really come and saying like, look, 
you have to to explain this and and his motive is to say well if this is this isn't fruitful then this is going to discredit the january 6th committee uh investigation which is just hilarious uh the white house has said that um they had no clue about this um and they might they might honestly be right there are people oh they had to know they might honestly be right they don't have to know every little move the fbi makes they may agree with it they may disagree with it whatever the case may be but uh, i think with how the fbi is operating i think it shows it is politically motivated and unless somebody has evidence to prove otherwise then these accusations need to be very people need to be very careful about what they're saying otherwise it's just politically motivated and there are people who some people on the right listen to who are saying things people want to hear and that's a big warning uh, of this why the scrolling tag right here says let's keep our emotion check our emotions at the door is because okay we're seeing this we need to be sober and aware about what's going on but also understand uh, that everything that is considered a conspiracy theory or, the, or that is considered um quote unquote factual is there needs to be evidence to prove it and, and we need to wait for that in some instances and a lot of this today and this this issue is mm, kind of very um not factual and, and extremely politically motivated and ben Shapiro, there's two good responses and i'll put the links below uh that have come out well the first one is from ben shapiro basically saying look there's hell to pay if they didn't actually there's no evidence here um it, 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 this is ultimately an un, unprecedented move um for them to make this and and if there is he said this, if the basis for this isn't bedrock solid, then there should be hell to pay. Um, this sort of move requires serious levels of trust by the American public and its institutions. Uh, that trust no longer exists. If those institutions fail yet again, the target to, and target the leader of Joe Biden's political op opposition and in doing so, it's like a banana republic, stat, which a lot of people, per, uh, conservative pundits have been saying, you know, the banana republic, blah, 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 etc. There's issues with how some things went down with Hillary Clinton and the 30,000 emails that disappeared. But one of the better responses besides Ben Shapiro's was from Alan Dershowitz, whether you like him or not. Um, he is coming out and saying this is extremely harmful to the constitution. Um, he is very objective. He will, he might, um, Alan Dershowitz, I'm speaking of Alan Dershowitz, he might represent some shady characters to say the least, but he will be objective as a lawyer. And, and, and one of the things he talked about is how instead of going for this search and seizure that the FBI should have gone and only used uh, subpoenas due to the fact that, look, you know what you're looking for. Like They went in looking for something specific. They went in looking for these documents that they said were supposedly not there. They knew supposedly to look in the safe. And this bo starts boating questions um, about people within Trump's inner circle. And the final kind of readout I want to um, point out from Alan Dershowitz was that, look, is we have to look at the opposite side. Is okay, this were Obama and the, the term whataboutism is if, if this were Republicans doing this, to a Democrat president, would the same? Would both sides be okay with the outcome of this? And obviously, there are those who are supporters of Trump who are upset. There are those who are 
not supporters of Trump who are like, yay, hooray uh, for this move and are, are happy about that. And I'm seeing that um, from what I'm, I'm reading on the internet. And, and in reality is that if the burden of proof, I mean, ultimately now the burden of proof is on the Justice Department and the FBI to justify what appears to be unequal justice. And, and that's the, the key thing is, is there's two tiers of justice. We've been talking about it. Molly Hemingway from The Federalist has been really pointing that out. And this bodes, now that we understand what's going on, what should have happened, what is happening, this bodes several, several questions for the next president. Okay, the, the, We understand that the swamp is getting more revealed more and more every day uh, with actions like this from the FBI, with other actions as well that I'll get here to here in a second with um, the January 6th committee and et cetera. They, they, the question continues is how deep is the swamp? And there's an article from the Federalist that talks about the disastrous moves from the FBI, not only from this move from our logo, but others in the past. And the bottom line, last line is that in order for America to have liberty and justice for all, that the only possible solution is that the FBI and every other corporate government agency is completely gutted from head to toe. And I would agree with that. Whoever the president is next, Trump, DeSantis, whoever, um, Democrat, who, who needs to consider gutting these politically corrupt, morally corrupt um, government institutions because in order to have a stable society. And Trump came out and said this is third world country stuff. He's not wrong in that. would agree with him on that. That's troublesome number one. That needs to be whoever is president um, next needs to consider that. But this also, this move, and I want to point this out because this is really telling from where this is coming from. So there was an article from The Telegraph that showed that um, why the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago is a gift to Donald Trump's 2024 election bid. There's an article from um, NBC News saying <laughs> the, pretty much the same thing, that really this gave political fodder uh, to President Trump to go for it. And a lot of the kind of things that should Trump should kind of repent of or correct – he may not have to because now it's uh, okay. It would be wise if he would say, "Hey, I messed up here. Let, let's know that we'll, this will never happen again." But number one, two is we need to deal with this. I need to be in office because I'm the only person who can actually deal with this. Because if they can come after me, as a former president of the United States, who thinks that they cannot come after them? And then, lastly, kind of on this whole of uh, criticism from the left and saying, yeah, you just gave all, all the ammunition to Trump for running for president in the 2024 election, is um, former White House communications director Alyssa Farrell Griffith basically came out and said the same thing on CNN's New Day. And she pointed to this in the bottom of this article here. I'm just talking about how this is they're problematic. But she said this specifically. She said, on the raid... And how the FBI know to look specifically in the safe. She said, and look for specific documents, that this might show, if you can read this, uh, that there is somebody within the close circle of Trump's inner circle who is cooperating and told officials where to look. 
And this is key, is asking the question of what are what is God's plan for our future? The real question is, is who, who are those who are still within the swamp? How close to Trump does it get? How close to every politician does it get? What is the litmus factor for determining is the right principles to live by and stand by for the future of this country. This is a challenge, and this has been a challenge since the founding of this nation. Uh, going even back to the founding fathers, you had people within the inner circles who were doing it just to gain information to be able to trade information for themselves in the future, i.e. Benedict Arnold, until it came to a point to where he just got too much. How many people close to President Trump is that currently? In the future, how many of them will try to cuddle up next to him? How many people who would jump on a Republican ticket or a Democratic ticket or whatever and say certain things just to be able to get in office to get power? And this is what we have to start looking and asking the Lord is to reveal in the plans for the future to show, okay, Lord, what, what does it look like? Who, who do we need to be looking at when we're looking for these leaders and what do we need to be dealing with inside our hearts? to be prepared for not only this coming election, the midterms, but the next election. And then obviously praying for a revival within the church, uh, um, a winning of souls back towards holiness, back towards the heart of the Father. And so that that's a huge thing there. And you also have other moves to go after Trump to try to prosecute him, to make it harder and really they're trying to prevent him from running for office in 2024 because they're scared to death of him. Um, the next move that they've made is how a federal appeals court has ruled that Congress can go after Trump's tax returns, demanding that IRS give them um, his previous tax returns to try to find something there. This one might most likely will get pushed up uh, to possibly the Supreme Court. Um, as Trump continues to challenge this and other legal aspects of this. And, and going going back to the raid is there was nothing in there that the Trump lawyers said they wouldn't be willing to show the FBI or anybody who asked for them. They weren't going to willingly give it over, but obviously come push or shove, there been rumors that they would look. Here, you want to look at them? Look at them. Here's copies of them. This is nothing that's classified. Um, and, and last thing on this is at this, the next day, this is Tuesday after the raid, president Trump is meeting with uh, the Re a Republican study committee, uh, led by representative Jim Banks, Republican from Indiana. And this has been in the works for time and time again. And, and the question is, 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 are these people trustworthy? to lead this nation in the future. Um, and also is they're talking about, you know, we believe in, in Trump's plan, all this stuff. It, and this is the issue, is the Republican Party has no plan. And so Trump is saying, I have a plan here, so I'm going to do, and I'm going to go for it. That's why when you see most candidates winning, they're saying either they have their own plan, i.e. like Virginia, uh, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, or they're saying, I, I agree with Trump's plan. Because he's there, the all very few ones putting out a, an actual plan there. So, so we follow that. Now, with all this being said, is let's not rem forget about what just happened over the weekend. 
is with this new stimulus package, Green New Deal, Build Back Better 3.0, that just passed, that will increase the national deficit $740 billion in the short term. In the long term, it'll be even worse than $3.5 trillion in total added spending to the national deficit since Biden took office. Is That is the claim of Biden's presidency. And going along with Chris Reed's dream, and prophetic word more so, that President Biden will not be in office past his first term, is at what point can they continue to allow President Biden to harm the Democratic Party name? Because everything that's happening, because let's not forget this new quote-unquote inflation reduction bill is solely on the hands of the Democrats. We went through that. I just want to remind people of that and not forget that come the midterms. But also is this, is in looking at part of this bill, there's a report from the Washington Examiner. And there's two paragraphs I want to read that really outline some of the major, major factors of why the IRS getting um, around 87,000, the exact number is actually 86,852 full-time employees. Um, increase from uh, the total that they had of 93,653 employees. So they've increased their entire workforce by 92%. For what purposes? And, and, and this article, and the reason I want to go through this is because this is what the Democrats want. We have to be and ask ourselves is what is God's plan for the future? Is it to tax people out the wazoo to prevent the wealthy cheats from getting away with not paying their taxes? Or is it about trying to create a revenue-generating side of the IRS? I don't know. You tell me. And I want to read these two paragraphs. I've highlighted them. I'm going to pull them up here. And they say this. The problem with adding these amount of agents and what they're going to do of possibly going after the high income earners is that the big money is actually from the taxpayers is actually in the middle class workers who make more than 400,000 that includes people right at that number up to super billionaires are only about 1.8% of all taxpayers even though they account for 25% of the nation's income. So that 1.8% makes up 25%. Then the other 98.2% making up 75% of the nation's income is a lot bigger. And indeed, that's where much of the current IRS enforcement is focused. The same will likely be true of the new muscled-up IRS. And this last, last paragraph that I want to read, the main... Targets will be necessity will will by necessity be the middle class and upper middle class because that's where the money is. The Wall Street Journal reports saying that the Joint Committee on Taxation, Congress's official tax scorekeeper, says that from seventy-eight to ninety percent of the money raised from underreported income would likely come from those making less than two hundred thousand dollars a year. Only four to nine percent would come from those making more than five hundred thousand, meaning that 
majority of these investigations, as we learned earlier this week, will be an audit, will be going towards those who make less than 400,000. As we learned yesterday, majority of them happen under people who make less than 75,000, which is most Americans. Now, I point that out to remind us and so we don't forget that. Is this is the, the the Biden agenda. This is the Democrat agenda. Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, everyone who voted for this, Kamala Harris, it is this way. And and while you have this going on, you have the vice president yes yesterday meeting with leaders of higher education discussing the importance for those within the higher education system to be able to have re, quote unquote reproductive rights. This is what they're focusing on. And we have to ask ourselves, is is this what we want as a nation? Continuing to stand for child sacrifice, murder, and, and, and making sure that these lives are, are saved or not saved. Is that what we want in our future? And these are simple questions to ask not only ourselves, but those we come into contact with is what, what do, rather than getting in the argument, just say, hey, what do you see this nation as? What do you see the future of this nation? Like what, what is it beholden upon you of why you would vote for a certain candidate? And don't ask for them for their answer, like right there and pressure them and, and say, you need to vote for this person because I disagree with you. Just build a relationship and say, hey, what about this? And say, look, I, I want this type of lifestyle. I want this type of America where people actually have the freedom to make their choices for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And as we come closer towards these midterms, we, we need to pray, continue to pray for two things. Number one, that voters, number one, be registered, but when they go to vote, they vote based upon biblical moral values and the actions by the FBI just motivated people to actually go vote in the midterms based upon government overreach and possibly wiping out the momentum that would have been built via the Roe v. Wade decision um, of people going out and voting for abortions, knowing the fact that, look, there will be money spent and advertised on that agenda, and that will motivate some people. But how can more there? There's more people, hopefully, that can go out there and just vote. Let's look at the Kansas vote. Out of 850-something thousand, only about 350,000 of those 850,000 actually voted to add to the state amendment the protection of life. Whereas 500-something thousand of the total, like almost a million votes, voted against it. Meaning they're the swath majority, 5,000, didn't even vote, go out and vote and decide, say, or if they did vote, they didn't vote on that issue. They voted for other things. Um, so having people go out to vote and vote based upon biblical moral values is huge. And then also continuing, continuing to intercede for future leaders to be humble, have the fear of the Lord, and prepared to return this nation back to its original intent of being a nation that stands for the principles that this nation was founded upon. We're freedom of religion, freedom of speech, so that we can be a nation that spreads the gospel of the kingdom, not only within this nation, but to the nations as well. 
So blessings to each and every one of you. Let me know how you like uh, me recording these beforehand and, and coming back and giving hopefully a deeper perspective on some things. And today we have our new prayer. And then tonight we have our message on revival uh, from another one of our team members. And hopefully it's stoking the fires of revival, of praying for this next generation. Because I know for me it has. Um, and just hungering and crying out for what the Lord has, not only for this nation, for the office of the president, but for each individual soul um, here in this nation and around the world. So blessings, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.